0: Welcome to Word on the Street, a weekly podcast from Barkers UK, where our experts help ordinary investors make sense of the latest news and events impacting the world's financial markets. This week, we look at the latest news from the US, the impact of rampant inflation in the UK and elsewhere, and if opportunities to invest in AI are already becoming apparent. With Sarah Gresty, Head of Investments, and Will Hobbs, Chief Investment Officer. Welcome to another edition of Word on the Street, where we try to find a little signal through all the noise for our investors. This week, it's just Will and I, and we'll be focusing on a few things. Well, actually, quite a lot of things. The latest from the US, China, Europe, and the UK, and to this week's excitement over chip makers, and whether that is the most obvious way to profit from the growing excitement stroke fear over AI. But Will, let's start off with the debt scene in which has been causing a lot of headlines as that kind of economic asteroid was shoved off course successfully this week.
1: Yes, Sarah, that's right. And we should be clear, I guess, that when we talk about chip makers and AI, yeah, it's not the kind of chips I like to make at all. It's the kind yeah, of chips I like. <laughs> yeah, the kind of chips we all like and know and love. These are very different things. So yeah. Blessed are the chip makers, though, we must say. Yeah, no, the, the debt ceiling thing, it, it was a weird little dance in truth. But it looks like we breathe again, like might say, and get, um, get to focus on some of the other stuff littering the path ahead. So, but overall net good news. And given that both, both of the sort of more extreme ends of the political spectrum uh, seem to be expressing disappointment on social media, you can probably argue that the president and the leader of the House found a compromise somewhere in the middle of the thing. Uh, I heard, I saw one sell-side report, which was catchily titled, Major Reduction in Uncertainty for a Minor Reduction in Spending. So I guess that's I like that. That's what you should broadly... Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? But in, for, for investors, I mean, the overall summary, just sort of, you know, the headlines, I guess, is that it's really on to the next thing now, which is really about this quite difficult short-term economic outlook, or difficult to discern, with a still-to-be-determined price to be paid for those kind of sharp and likely continuing interest rate rises over the last year or so. So, and that's against this increasing inc- excitement on the medium term picture given the arrival of large language models you know chat gpt and so on so the next few months and quarters will give us a lot more on the former probably a bit on the latter on the current trajectory of discovery but you know this is a we're living in interesting times as they say
0: Yeah, we are indeed. And there is still kind of a lot of news out there. And it's been a bit of a huge week, hasn't it, for economic and survey data in the US. And I think we'll do some more in the next few days. Kind of what's that telling us?
1: Yes, I'm incorrect again. uh, uh, Most of the big stuff is still ahead of us in truth, but I think that the, the message is still roughly the same. The economy still looks to be straining on its leash a little too much for comfort. To that extent, we still think there may be more to come from central bankers in terms of base rate rises. I'm sorry to say, for those of you looking at your mortgage payments, it is like all of us. It is nonetheless, I think, important to keep in mind, again, for investors that we're still very much in that zone where there is already... A lot of stress being deliberately applied to the global financial system by developed world bankers. The mid-cap, you know, the smaller mid-cap US banks are the most obvious kind of canary looking pretty sickly in the proverbial coal mine at the moment, but more rate rises are going to surely create more short-term pressures, kind of creaks and cracks. Um, It's a bit like one of those World War II submarine movies where the submarines being forced lower and lower with the kind of rivets groaning and everyone standing in clammy silence waiting for the next leak to spring a little bit. But yes, I have to say I'm groaning with that metaphor, but um,
0: I I will continue it for you. Let's hope (laughs) we see that submarine start to rise again
1: soon. Yes, it's a bad analogy, isn't it? Like all of my analogies, mixed metaphors that, you know, I'm bad at it. But yes, you're right. We need to keep in mind that the battle, although the battle with inflation is not done yet so far this week. And that's something else to point out that data in the UK and US and Europe, they've so far given sporadic, but far from convincing cause for relief on inflation. So far, that won't be allowing the central bankers to sleep at night. But yes, the excitement for those looking for it is for the, is the rapidly evolving story of AI and what that could mean for productivity, growth and therefore all sorts of other stuff like the sort of political and societal context and sort of, you know, living standards and all that kind of stuff.
0: Excellent. One of the things I also noticed in the news this week was NVIDIA. Its share price seems to be going up almost vertically at the moment. And I'm assuming that it's all AI related, but looking at kind of the powerful, sophisticated microchips needed to support AI. Maybe for those who don't know, NVIDIA is an American company founded in the mid 90s. And actually going back probably late 90s, I remember having a NVIDIA graphics card and they were really a big improvement. And actually the company's gone from straight strength since, and they're one of the dominant suppliers in hardware and software related to AI now.
1: Yes, all correct, and that's certainly part of what you're seeing at the moment in markets. Investors are trying to work out what this incredible new technological breakthrough will change about the world around us. So far, it's the chip makers that are the most obvious beneficiaries. That makes sense. Whatever the wider effects, we're certainly going to need a lot more chips.
0: Yeah, and I'm assuming you're going to tell me that that's too narrow a focus, and that sensible investors will need to think more creatively, or at least laterally.
1: Uh, It's as if we've spoken before, Sarah. Yes, yes, you are entirely right. And I think the big warning here is the one that the regulator would want us rightly to put in, which is that past performance may not be a very good guide to what comes next. So you need to keep in mind that with every, pretty much every single technological breakthrough in the past, it gets its power to to affect change to give us superpowers by upsetting various other apple carts. Where, how, and when are always much harder questions to answer reliably than much of the commentary would suggest, to be honest. And that's even more the case when we start to think of large language models' scope to provide a new way of invention as such. It's it's another bad analogy, but it's like having a fresh pair of eyes on all sorts of data sets. The hope, I guess, is that this entirely new perspective will see entirely new patterns that were invisible to us you know drug discovery is one area but uh, there are many others you know emerging now where we may find that this alternate intelligence can see patterns and answers in data sets you know elusive to the very best of our brains oh, the, yeah <laughs> i mean the other thing people do talk about or worry about is it could wipe us out completely in a way i think here you have to remember that the most powerful technological breakthroughs always pose that threat to a degree. You know, it's obviously it would be hard to wield the early printing press as a weapon. You only have to go and see one to realise why. But the printed words that spewed from them certainly brought on trouble in the form of the religious wars and many other things as well, good and bad. And I think with large language models, the threat as mostly always is is mostly us it's not that a machine ultimately capable of recursive self improvement will ultimately turn around and say you're irrelevant or worse more that bad actors states will use this technology for nefarious or malign ends i personally don't think it's possible to put this particular genie back into the bottle but other people you know honestly what do i know However, I do think I know that the rules of the road, you know, the regulatory supervisory framework probably has, you know, you know is going to need some thinking about.
0: Yeah, it's got to catch up quickly, hasn't it? Um, And maybe finally, I know that you and the team have been pointing to a bit of a kink in the market pricing over the last few months, with bonds and commodity markets seeming to be pricing a bleaker near-term future than stock markets. I remember you saying that there was a way to make these inconsistencies work, but that was a bit of a stretch. Maybe you can unpack that a a little for us.
1: No, that's a very good summary, Sarah. You know, the, the bond market in particular seemed to be assuming quite a few interest rate cuts in the past ahead in the US, in particular, suggesting recession. While stock markets did seem pretty serene, there's always a difference between the stock market and the economy. Of course, the sectors don't quite marry up. uh, And actually, the US stock market is dominated at the moment by companies that can pretty much dodge, you know, Quite a lot of the economic cycle, or quite a lot of many economic cycles, in a way. However, like since debt ceiling concerns have faded, and incoming data have continued to show the U.S. economy, you know, still not exactly wilting under the pressure of higher interest rates. Some of those cuts have been removed, so there's been a little bit of a change of heart there. Not much so far, but you know, the market narrative does seem to mesh a little bit better for the moment. But I would emphasize, re-emphasize that for the moment bit, there's still a huge amount going on. You can see the challenge of trying to price, you know, a difficult short-term moment characterized by lingering inflation and punishing, you know, interest rates versus that increasingly exciting kind of medium to long-term dominated by the welcome potential return of productivity growth with all that entails. So there's sort of, yeah, it's an interesting moment.
0: It is indeed, but I think with that interest a moment, we're going to have to leave it here for this week. so thank you very much, Will, for joining us for another word on the street, and thank you listeners that look forward to speaking to everybody again soon. All investments can fall as well as rise in value, and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation.